Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 75. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Help I Got a Mac podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. Today, we're here to cover all things Apple, to answer all of your questions for those of you who are Mac switchers. Yes. Thinking about becoming a Mac switcher. Coming over to the side. The other side. And, uh, of course, we're we're going to cover as much Mac stuff as you guys want us to cover, and then we may even get into some general technology yeah there's a lot of cool stuff that's happened today so very cool so folks uh here here's here's the deal uh chris and i started talking i guess last week maybe it happened even during the show before the show or two weeks ago two weeks ago two weeks ago uh that's right because you were out last week i was out last week was you did you have a good memorial day weekend i did cool yeah spent time with the family and hung out and played with the dogs and Good deal. It was a good time. So two weeks ago, we were talking about the fact that we would possibly throw in some general technology, just random stuff. It may not be Apple and Mac related. Oh, yeah. You know, there's we're so passionate about all this other stuff, not only just Macs, but just technology in general. And it it would be nice to talk about that every once in a while. Now, the the show's not going to change focus from being a a Macintosh based show. It's absolutely not, you know. We're going to sprinkle that in there a little bit. Exactly. And in fact, what we've uh, discussed before we hit the record button tonight is that indeed we would make sure that the very beginning of the show, everything, Apple News, all that stuff, just like you're used to. If you have questions, uh, you can call them in on our listener line. Of course, you can dial direct at area code 859-795-4067 or... If you don't have unlimited long distance and it would be a toll call, then call toll free on our dime at 1-800-757-1158. And of course, uh, we will always put whatever content, whether it be your questions or anything that's related to stuff you guys want to talk about. Uh, but if there, if we run out of things Mac related and we don't have any questions, then uh, we're free to talk about some Web 2.0, some social networking, general technology, and all that good jazz. Maybe some video games. Exactly. I'm a gamer. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> and I'll talk about, um, uh, I guess, maybe organizational websites because I'm all about productivity. And, you are. And, and things of that nature. So anyway, that's what's going on. But first and foremost, like always, let's start off with the news. What's going on with Apple these days? Yeah, today, uh, brand new 8.2 iTunes. 8.2 came out today. Uh, also, uh, brand new QuickTime and GarageBand have also been patched. Uh, the interesting thing about this new iTunes 8.2 is it now supports iPhone 3.0. So what they're doing is basically getting everybody's, you know, machines that have iPods, iPod touches and iPhones ready for this 3.0 software, which tells me with Worldwide Developer Conference being next week that this software is going to come out soon. I have a question for you. What is it in iTunes that would need to change for iPod 3, you know, iPod and iPod phone 3.0 software to work? Uh, probably changes in uh, the DRM for the applications will probably change uh, support and things like that uh, for that. Also, uh, there's notes syncing that's happening now. Oh yeah, okay. So uh, that make no that makes perfect sense yeah. then. Yeah, if you're if there's going to be some syncing with notes and and stuff like that. note syncing, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, 
Or maybe I did hear about that. I'm doing it now. Um, I don't have, I boot my iPhone off of a, another image, so I can't show you. But yeah, uh, note syncing is now supported in iTunes, which is pretty sweet. And what on on the Mac, what does that look like? What what application? Is it just a text file? Or? It's uh, the notes. You can have notes in the mail application. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But some. I'm not a fan of Apple Mail and. Yeah, iCal and iPhoto. I like them all. I know you do. <laughs> but what I do though is, I, I, you know, they're really meant to be used a lot with Mobile Me. Uh-huh. And we both decided that Mobile Me is not really worth, at least for us, worth for us worth the ninety nine dollars a year that that Apple asks for. Um, but what's cool about it is it it syncs all those things. You know, you can it gives you twenty five gigs of storage, so you can sync your iPhoto because a lot. Let's say the average user probably doesn't have twenty five gigs worth of photos, right? Um, it syncs, you know, your your photos and your iCal and all that stuff. But what's cool is all those applications also support syncing to other services, and that's what I use it for. Like I, you know, my wife and I sync all of our photos to Flickr using okay. iPhoto, just because it's really really easy, and they're kind of always in sync. Now uh, I didn't know that they would sync with iPhoto, uh, iPhoto with Flickr. Yeah, Flickr and Facebook. So it, it'll do syncing. So let, let me ask you this. Let, let's just say that somebody did something really crazy mm-hmm. and put the last, you know, nine years worth of all of their family photos on Flickr using a pro account. Right. And let's just say I completely wipe out everything that's on my iPhoto. Yeah. And I set up the credentials. Will it go and get all of my photos from Flickr and put them on my on my laptop? I'm not going to say that with 100%. I think it will. As okay. long, I think what it does is it syncs sets. Okay. So I think if it's in a set, then you'll be fine. Oh, okay. Uh, but so it syncs yeah, sets. Yeah, don't, don't quote me on that, though. I just know that it seems like whenever I start up iPhoto, it talks to Flickr and syncs what's going on with Flickr and iPhoto. Gotcha. Which is cool. I mean, even if it's one way, it's still you know easy to open up that application. Well, and, it, and yeah, sync. it's cool that it would become a quote-unquote replacement for a separate standalone uploader application. Right, just because it's visual and... Yeah, you know it's a lot easier than selecting a folder full of pictures and hitting upload and then tagging them because you can you can set up all the metadata and all that stuff in iPhoto and have it sync automatically with yeah. Flickr. <laughs> Matt, did you need something? I think you had two of them come in. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, you know with iCal you can also sync to uh, Google Calendar and stuff like that. So yeah, I I like uh, syncing directly Google Calendar with my iPhone. Yeah, and I love that they took the requirement of using iCal out of the way because iCal drove me crazy. Right, I just use iCal as like a pretty interface for Google Calendar, but but Google Calendar is really nice to use. See, that's weird because I I consider Google. Now here's the deal: Google not usually known for anything pretty. Good, pretty. <laughs> Although Google Calendar, in my opinion, looks beautiful. Yeah, and you know I used to I used to poo poo on on Gmail on the interface but once i started using it a lot i really really started to like it uh, you and i were just talking about gmail talking about inbox zero yeah i think i'm gonna try that uh can you can you explain to me i know this is a, a mac show but can you explain to people real quick what inbox zero is because i thought it was interesting yeah inbox zero is where uh, basically for me personally i view i first of all for those that don't know this about me I respond to every single email that is sent to me, as long as as it's a legitimate email, and especially if it comes from a listener of any of the various podcasts that we produce. So you are not going to get a canned response from me. Uh, You will get a hand-typed, 
personalized email if you send me an email. Uh, with the exception of of just the super crazy nut jobs out there that that send death <laughs> threats kind of stuff, but that that only get happens like once or twice a year. But other than that, I send every person back an email, and my desired goal is to to respond to every single email that comes in like Monday through Friday. Yeah, to answer those within just two to four hours after they've come in. And uh, basically what I do is I view my to or my email inbox as a to-do list. It's like, hey, here's something that requires my attention. And so when I look at these emails that come in, uh, if it's something that could be answered within uh, within two minutes or less, if, if it's a item that takes two minutes or less, then I immediately take action right then and there. Um, I, I do not put it off. I, I don't read the email and then say, oh, I'll come back and do that late. I'll come back and respond to that later. No, it, because what I've done is I've already taken up the you know 20 seconds that it took to actually physically read it and to right. mentally process it. Why don't I just take a minute, go online, research that answer, come back, hit reply, boom, 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 you're done, and it's gone. What if it's something that's going to take a while? If it's something that's going to be, if it's something that's going to take a while, it'll be one of two things. One, if it's something that that's going to happen and it's going to be done within the next two to three hours, it stays in the inbox. Okay, it is a to do item and it's in the inbox. Um, if it's something that's going to take two or three days. And it's something that I know I'm not going to get to until about two or three days. Then what will happen is um, I will I have a to do list which it has all my tasks on it, and I will literally put uh, respond to email from Chris Biting, and I will put that on my to do list, and I will archive your email. Okay, so you run a separate to do list. That's I, an actual to do list. I have a to do list. Okay, so but emails emails don't make it to my to do list. So you're in, unless it's going unless it takes be more than two to four minutes to process. So your, your email. inbox is more of like an immediate to do list. It, yes, but here's the other thing that's very exciting about this is it's not an immediate to do list that takes precedence or any priority over my official to-do list. Okay. So here, here's the thing. I wake up in the morning now, and I, and, and I can say this because I've done it for the last two weeks, which is totally awesome. I wake up in the morning every morning at 5 a.m. Wow. I do not check. I, well, What time do you go to bed? I go to bed between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it's taken a while to get here, but trust <laughs> me, it has changed my life in so many awesome ways. So... Here's the situation. I, I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, but I don't necessarily make a commitment to checking my email until 10 a.m. That's five hours. Yeah. So that's five hours of me not looking at my email inbox that I can get, that basically I can look at my to-do list. I can prioritize the things I already know that I'm committed to that are my obligations and responsibilities. Is this the whole, uh, what is it called, getting things no, done? never no. read the book. I've no. heard a lot about it, but this is just me. I think they use Inbox Zero, though. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, that's where the term, I think, may have come from. Okay. Uh, and I've heard it and picked it up from other people. Right. But so the thing is, is I have five hours to prioritize my day, and I already know the things that are left over from the day before that I didn't do. And so I, I take my most important stuff, and I'm doing all those things, and I'm never... I'm never tempted by those little quick emails. Hey, can you do this for me real quick? I need to have this by such and such. Right. So now do you tell people that you only check email at these two times? Yeah. 
Okay. I, I mean, I don't make a point to tell them. Right. But if they ever send me, you know, if I get an email that was sent at 7 a.m. and, hey, Cliff, can you do this for me before 8 o'clock today? Right. And I open my email at 10 o'clock, I respond and immediately do what they asked me to do. And I say, hey, just in case you, you're not aware, I don't check my email except for at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. And so if you have anything more urgent that needs my immediate attention, feel free to pick up the phone and call me. So when's like, because I'm, this is interesting to me because I'm kind of doing things on my own now and, you know, doing freelance work and stuff. And what's your business hours? My business hours? Yeah. Well, technically speaking, you could get a hold of me uh, for business stuff and I'll pick up the phone probably as late as six o'clock in the evening. Okay. And you could probably get a hold of me as early as at seven o'clock in the morning. Okay. Although at seven o'clock in the morning, if I'm still walking, I may actually let you go to voicemail until I get back and I'll call you back at eight. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've kind of been doing that like eight to five. Yeah. Kind of just kind of carrying over from when I had a, a desk job. Now, this stuff is always in flux with me and changing on an ever increasing basis as I learn to put a little bit more balance in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, dude, I used to take business calls at 1030 at night. You yeah. know, yeah, I've decided I'm not going to do that. The The other night were you no Daniel uh, Lewis. He goes by the ramen noodle. Right. He was here Wednesday night one evening and the phone rang at like 930. And I'm like. I, I used to be the type of person I'm picking up that phone because and by the way, I have a I have a system and a method of knowing when that's that phone ringing is actually coming off of a generated lead off of my website at podcastanswerman.com. OK. And so when that happens, nine times out of ten, that turns into an equipment sale. Oh, so it's it's anywhere between, you know, twenty five to as much as four or five hundred dollars in profit. Right. When I pick up that phone. Yeah. It was nine thirty that night and I had made a decision. You know, this is this is who I am now. I'm, I'm trying to live a more balanced life. And so uh, the phone rang and I'm like, no, I'm not going to pick. It. I'm going to let it go to a voicemail. You know what happened? What? The person did not leave a message. Well, that could have been a lost sale. It could have been. And so the thing is, is I have caller ID. So I I did put on my to-do list, I, I put on uh, contact and then I put the phone number right. to see, you know, to see what the missed call was. Yeah. And before I had an opportunity to fill, fulfill that to-do item the next day, that same phone number called me the next morning and it turned out, and I think I made like an 80 or $90 profit on that order. Sweet. And But do you see how that yeah. did not interrupt my evening? Yeah, see, what I'm, what I'm thinking about doing is I've given a lot of people my cell phone and I, we've already kind of deviated from Max, but I think this is important yeah. to talk about. Um, what I'm thinking about doing is I've got a Google Voice account. If you don't know what Google Voice is, uh, just check it out on voice.google.com and just look at it. Yeah, unfortunately. It's, it's really hard to explain, but I'm thinking, I don't, I don't have a lot of people that have, like businessy-wise, that have my phone number. What I'm thinking about doing, though, is giving them my Google number, and then I can set, you know, at 6 o'clock, anytime they call that number, it goes to this special voicemail. It says, hey, you've reached Chris. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. You Leave me a message, and it'll 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 take care of that for me, and it will never, ever ring my phone because, you know, I use this phone for, like, my folks and friends and family and stuff. And I want them to be able to get me whenever, but I don't want, you know, I, I want business stuff to reach me when I'm focused on that. Gotcha. So I'm thinking about using Google voice for, for that kind yeah, of thing. I give Google voice to everybody now. In yeah. fact, if you go to podcast, Google voice numbers on there, right? 
but it but it still rings through to me all the time. I'm not setting up those special things. I mean, it's like who I am as a business person is who I am as an individual. Yeah. And so those calls come in. And the thing is, is every single time when somebody like a call comes in, that's a new person I've never talked to before. I know because there's no caller ID. This is a new call. It's outside of the air code. This is coming from my website. Right. Right. And if I'm in the studio and the, the studio line and my cell phone ring at the same time, it's guaranteed a Google voice. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it does that. It has the ability to do that. Right. Um, and, and so what happens is as soon as I get off the phone with a new person I've never spoke to before, I've gotten their name and I immediately go into my iPhone and I go into recent calls and I assign them a contact so that if that person ever comes back in, you know, it's a repeat the, customer. It's a repeat customer, or at least I know who their name is. Right. Cool. And stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it, there's there's a little bit of a little organization. Well, maybe I'll give it that inbox there. zero a try tonight. Inbox zero is cool. And the, how how we tie this back into the conversation, how we got here, is the idea of of using Google versus your mail application. Right. Right. You said that you like to keep things in your inbox because that way you can kind of search through the messages that you received. Yeah. Whereas with Gmail, everything's archived, but every you don't delete anything in Gmail. So you, now do you use the mail app on the phone or do you use the Gmail interface on the phone? I don't use either on the phone. I, I've gotten out of using... I, I Email is something that I do when I actually sit down in front of a computer to do email now. Okay. Because what's cool about 3.0 is you can search your email now. Uh-huh. So it's been kind of handy that I've been out somewhere and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that. I've got it in my email. I'll do a search for it, and then I can copy and paste it because 3.0 does copy and paste, uh-huh. um, and then put it in another email or tweet it or, or whatever I need to do. And it's been really helpful to be able to search that. See this right here? That icon goes right to my Gmail webmail application on the phone. Oh, okay, yeah. And and by the way, just take a look at the look at this. Yeah, I've um, never really used it. Because one of the things I don't like with the iPhone um, uh, SM, with SMTP, is that or, or no? The IMAP? IMAP, thank yeah. you. The IMAP, because I use Gmail and it threads the conversations, mm-hmm. if the if it's a conversation that's gone back and forth be like 15 times, it shows up as 15 different emails in oh, my mail okay. application. And I don't like that. So you also lose the kind of lose the context, I think, of, of what's going on in that thread. Yeah, you can. And but uh Gmail keeps it all threaded really nice. And that's what this is what it looks like. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, and of course I can search in here. I just click search. Check this out. I'll type in biting B E I. Oh, I can't type on this thing. B E I T I N G. Palm Pre comes out next week. I, that's what I hear. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Um, so it's going out and it's searching my archives. And there you go. A list of every email you've ever sent me. Man, that's cool. It's, it's really nice. Reverse chronological order starting with the most recent. Which was like a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, that's cool. It, it, a piece of cake, man. Yeah, I love it. I should look at that. All right. So anyway, yeah, mail. Uh, where did we start off with the We news? started off with iTunes 8.2. So now, okay. So okay, both, both QuickTime and G, uh, GarageBand have been patched. And there were some exploits in QuickTime. So Exploits in what? QuickTime. What's an exploit, Chris? An exploit is where some somebody has found a way into your system through a flaw in a program. <gasps> Are you talking about somebody could create some kind of virus? Yeah, they could create something on a website that when it invokes, when, when, the, when the website asks for QuickTime, and this is on Windows and on Mac, a hole could pop up. So that's why you should run software update. 
So run software update. There it is. I can't believe it. Are you saying that a Mac is is not impenetrable? No, it's not impenetrable. I mean, it's yeah, it's vulnerable. Actually, here's the deal. I, I was listening to Mac Break Weekly, and they were talking uh, the, in in a more recent episode, and they were saying something about the fact that it's like, you know what? I don't know if I really want Apple to gain more uh, market share. And it's like just just give <laughs> let us have our apples because I kind of feel the same way. Because <laughs> the problem is, is that the more people who get Apple computers, and I'll tell you what, they're growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah, it's security through obscurity is what it is. Yeah, so basically now that that more and more people are getting Macs, uh, people are going to, you know, it becomes a target, an easier target to hit yeah, when I, it comes to developing viruses and I think malware. though on both on Windows and Mac, as long as you go to the Google, you know, normal sites, don't do anything nefarious, I think you'll be okay. No, I, I disagree with you. You think really? I disagree with you wholly. Now, now you and I, one hundred percent, totally agree. Right. Chances of me getting a virus are probably about two percent. Yeah. All right. And and that may be that may be a very conservative ev- estimate, mm-hmm. seeing as how I've never had a virus in the last eight years. Yeah. Yeah. All when right? I when I ran Windows, I never had one either. Yep. So and and yeah, and I run both Windows and Mac, and mm-hmm. I'm on Windows about ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. And never, never have I. However, here you go. Uh, you go up to my parents' insurance agency, and by golly, they got all of those anti-spyware 360s, you yeah. know, because yeah. all of a sudden a little window that pops up, hey, we've detected spyware, uh, or uh, yeah, spyware on your system. Right. Click here to remove it. And of course, what do they do? They click there to because remove it. Looks it. like a Windows window, and and all they were doing is going to a site that they thought was, you know, they were searching for, you know, um, a, a purse that they were looking yeah, online all, for, or yeah, something all, like that. All it takes is someone to, to to create a link farm, and yep, you're done. But uh, my father-in-law just got a brand new machine, and it, this is a funny story to tell because it is Mac related. I would have loved for him to buy a new Mac, obviously. Uh huh. And uh, they they decided to go with a Windows machine just because. Uh, Emily's mom, you know, it, she probably, she would probably freak out if, it, if, if a Mac came home and it wasn't like what she's used to. So, uh, we went to Best Buy and, uh, I was just shocked at the prices because when you have a Mac, you're, you're used to the price, you know, this, this kind of machine's going to cost X dollars. Well, they got a quad core core two, uh, system, you know, four, four, uh, four cores in there running at like 233 gigahertz or whatever. Okay. Eight gigabytes of Ram, which was a ton of Ram. Okay. Uh, Windows Vista 64-bit and um, like a one gig video card. I mean, this machine is way more power than they ever need, but they thought buy high and then, you know, that, that it'll take longer for them to have to upgrade. It was 800 bucks with a, with a, with a 19 inch monitor and a printer. And I'm like, yeah, you know, on, on a Windows, uh, on a Mac, this would be at least 1500 bucks, if not almost it, two grand. Yeah, I, I totally see. Well, first of all, did they get Vista though? Yeah, the Vista 64. Yeah, no, I, I don't <laughs> I, I, it's not worth it. It's not worth the savings. If it had Windows XP Service Pack three, yes. See, I, I disagree, but that's okay. I I don't mind Vista, and I've made it so it looks a little bit like Windows XP and behaves like XP. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, I've got them updated on all the viruses and all the Windows Defender and the firewall and everything. And I think they're good to go. And so far, they haven't had any real issues. Okay, that's good. And really, all so they far. do is surf the web. Really, it's well. To, hello, where's the majority of the risk? Yeah, for well, a Windows and user, I put Firefox on it. So okay, well, Firefox helps a little, and IE8, which is apparently really good. So that's good. Yeah, 
So, so here's the situation. My mom and dad called me from Best Buy yesterday. Or no, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday? Yeah. Yep. So yesterday they called me from Best Buy, and my mom and dad's been talking about getting a computer. They bought one of those cheap, not netbooks, but a cheap laptop. Yeah, the, um, one of the bargain laptops. Yeah, it's one like of the bargain. Four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, they bought it a couple. They bought it when Vista first came out. Mm-hmm. And it's a piece of trash. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Um, and, and people who listen to me, if you've listened long enough, you know that I'm not just saying that. I'm not a Mac fanboy. In fact, I think uh, one of those netbooks out there with Windows XP on it, super awesome buy. Yeah, speaking know? of which, Dell just discontinued the the netbook that they had. The, the That's because the, they're losing too much money on them. The 9. Yeah, that's the thing. All these manufacturers are like, oh, people are going to buy these $300 laptops you know, where we make zero margin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, though? They're awesome. Heck, yeah, they're awesome. So anyway, my mom and dad called me uh, yesterday, and they finally are getting the message. Did they get a Mac? They bought a MacBook. Nice. Yes. They bought a MacBook yesterday. Which very one? first Mac. The uh, 999 or the? Uh, 1399. Oh, so they got the aluminum. Because you, yeah. you can still get these white ones. Uh-huh. And they just updated the, the specs on the white ones for 999. So yeah, they're not a bad buy. No, she she got the thirteen ninety nine over at Best Buy, and uh, she's extremely excited about the fact that you know she got a Mac, Sweet. and so I have to go over sometime I'm sure within the next couple days or week or so, and 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 introduce them into how to to use the right book click and stuff like that. There's a there, there's a show they can listen to as well. Yeah, there's this show. What, what's that called? It's the one we're talking about right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Help I got Mac. So anyway, um, but yeah, I'm excited for them that they got a Mac and I will probably get them a copy of Windows XP and do boot camp on it so she can do her business related stuff. What does she use? What, uh, she uses is uh, like remote. a special insurance software or it's yeah. Well, there's remote desktop and there's a oh, special okay. printer client that you have to install into your control panel. And oh, okay, okay. Stuff like that. So they yeah. just can't use parallels or something. No. Oh. Well, yes, they could use parallels. I, I'm, I've never, I didn't have good luck with parallels. Really? Yeah, it worked great for a while, and then all of a sudden, it just started to. It take, took forever. I would try VirtualBox. That's the one I'm. I'm in kind of. But I'm. I'm using. I'm using. Uh, I'm using Bootcamp now. Well, yeah. Bootcamp rocks. Just to reboot the computer. So. I don't know. I just like it all running at the same time. No, see, you know what? I, I, I thought I would too, but I don't. I, I, <laughs> I, I like I like 100% of all the hardware. Yeah, that makes sense. Devoted to the operating system of my choice. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and so you know, the other day, let me tell you, I, I did a, a website and I think I can actually say this. If you go to bunning.org or no, bunningforsenate.org, um, created a website for his campaign and that we were having some issues. They were having some issues uh, with the header not showing up properly. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, do file, you know, or do um, help and then about I Internet Explorer. And sure enough, they had Internet Explorer 6.0. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so how am I going to get this? And I was looking at, you know, browser, you know, browser cams and browser screenshots and all that stuff. And so anyway, um, I'm like, man, I don't. I know where I have Internet Explorer 6.0, and so I turned off. <laughs> I turned off. I did restart on my MacBook, loaded it up in Windows XP, and sure enough, I had Internet Explorer 6.0, and I was perfectly able to troubleshoot and test out the site as I was making changes. Is this a WordPress site? It is. Nice. Yeah. Not bad, huh? No, not bad at all, man. It does it does what it needs to do? Yep. 
So anyway, but yeah, um, I, I like word. I, I like, uh, I like having the full 100%, you know, the acceleration, the video card, the, all the Ram devoted oh, to yeah. the XP machine. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all, especially if you're going to do games, you know, yeah. but, uh, I got, I got one more, you know, we got a couple of news here, but I want to get to the questions, but I got one and I, two, actually two that I would like to talk about real quick. Yeah. Steve jobs was spotted at Apple. Yay! Yes, and he looked healthy and super awesome. What, was is he getting fat? I think he's gained some weight. You awesome. He's been so. Steve Jobs made a surprise appearance at Apple headquarters uh, last Wednesday, where he met with members of the company leadership and uh, people that have seen him. Said that uh, he's well on his way to being back to his old self. That is cool. So I'm hoping that next week at Worldwide Developer Conference we have a Steve appearance for the one more thing when he whips out. Rumors that the tablet now is being called the iBook. Yeah. Which is cool, which makes sense. Didn't they have something called the iBook before? The iBook was what the MacBook Pro is now, or Mac, the MacBook is now. So now they have that iBook property that's laying around. They can make a tablet, ebook size reader, just call it an iBook. And they've already, they already own the, the trademark for that. So that is awesome. Yeah. Now, on this is kind of a serious story that um, if you've got a MacBook Pro, uh, with an older NVIDIA graphics card, um, it's specifically the 8600M, uh, Apple's extending its MacBook Pro graphics warranty to three years. Um, it was two, but now it's three. Those visiting Apple's support page for video corruption and failure issues suffered by this portable generation have noticed that Apple quietly added an extra year to its coverage, giving owners of the effective MacBook Pro's free replacements as late as, as, late as September 2011, depending on the date of purchase. Uh, Apple hasn't explained why it's granting the ac- extra time, but reiterates that uh, the stance held when it first made the exceptions. After NVIDIA first tried to convince Apple that its 8600 GM parts weren't otherwise affected by graphic problems, uh, vendors from H- other vendors, including HP, and, and Apple led an investigation found otherwise. So if you've got one of those and you experience glitchy issues, uh, take it to the Apple store and they'll uh, they'll take care of you. Awesome. Not news. sure if they're going to give you a brand new MacBook Pro or just replace the motherboard. They'll probably just replace the motherboard. That's crazy. Yeah. You might be without your computer for a while. Generally, if, if you send it out, uh, normally it's a week. Is that bad? That's yeah. not bad. No. All the, unless you use your computer every day, in like my, in my, 99% per, 9% of us. <laughs> in the olden days, I could do a, 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 a logic board replacement in about a half hour. Yeah. So don't let them fool you at the Apple store. If they're <laughs> worth their weight... They can do it right. Cool. Peter is in the chat room. He says he bought his first iMac from Apple last week. Totally exciting. And he's uh, excited. And he is expecting it next week. That is awesome. Welcome to the club, my friend. That that, is awesome. Put that Apple sticker on the back of your car. (laughs) Like it's on the back of my Honda Fit. That's funny. (laughs) Hey, speaking of stickers, I have some stickers coming for my Pursuing a Balanced Life. What's what's it look like? Uh, You know those big stickers that that are like oval? Yeah, do you see like uh, and the, the outer the banks and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to just say P-A-B-L. And and at the bottom, it'll say pursuingabalancedlife.com. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I see that Twitter tag all the time. Yeah, it's a good thing. You're It's spreading, my friend. I know. The I, movement. Just, the movement of P-A-B-L. And if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, please do me a favor and head over to gspn.tv slash P-A-B-L. Yes, and uh, there's great information. If you if you are not yet a part of the movement that is PABL, check it out. Ooh, I just got this. Uh, this just came down uh, that 
A testing AG agency in Canada is certifying 4 gig, 8 gig, 16 gig, and 32 gig iPhones. So this could be uh, going along with that rumor that uh, Verizon, yeah, Verizon might get a 4 gig and an 8 gig, I'm thinking. Yeah. Interesting. Couldn't hurt. I could see a $99 4 gig iPhone. I think that would sell pretty well. Yeah. You know, um, I wonder how many people leave AT&T to go to Verizon. I don't know. I heard Verizon's awesome. Yeah, I I hear that, but I've never had a problem with AT and Z. Yeah, well, yeah. well, let me just take that back. I never, I've never had a problem with AT and T since I've had my iPhone. Yeah, and prior to that, I never had an i. I never had a problem with AT and T until it came to having a phone that had something other than just dialing. Yeah, I had um, I had singular. My only gripe with AT and T, and this is this pretty much applies to all of them. I think they're. I think the $30 a month is way too much. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, is I think that, you know, once this stuff happens, you know, and, and I love to hear that it's going to Verizon, you know, that it might go to Verizon. And if it does, then, dude, that's competition. Exactly. You yeah. If Verizon says, hey, our iPhone plans are going to be $15 a month. Yep. AT&T's got to respond. Yeah. They'd and have to respond. And, and to have some, you know what I love about AT&T, though, is, is rollover minutes. Yeah, we've been burning through our rollover minutes. I don't know about you guys. We, I don't. I, I I've got like eight thousand rollover I think minutes. I've got it's ridiculous. About five hundred left. I need to. Call, <laughs> I need to call AT and T and drop down to the plan below what I have. now. That's what we did. We we dropped down to the four fifty plan. Yeah, and we're running out of minutes. So I think it, it, we what we need to do is get more of our friends. See, on, I'm, on, I'm on the fourteen hundred minute uh, plan. We need to get more of our friends on eight on iPhones or yeah. just AT and T in general. Because if you call an AT and T phone. You get it's you know free mobile to mobile so right so any of my friends who call me who aren't on iPhones call my house is Verizon the company that gives you free incoming calls do you remember the companies that used to do that yeah I it was Nextel I think eighteen or uh, Cincinnati Bell in town does it yeah Nextel Nextel you could have the free unlimited incoming calls I remember I used to call somebody you know call the people and say hey can you call me right back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, exactly. those were the days. Yeah, I'm just going to start telling people to like, if they call me on my cell phone and I'm home, just call my house. Dude, give them your Google Voice and it rings both places. You choose which one you pick up. Ooh. And did you know this? Check this out. You call Google Voice. It rings both places. Right. 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 And, then, and, and then I pick it up on my iPhone. Yes. All right. But then I'm talking to you and I get home. I, I pick up my iPhone, pull up the keypad and hit the star key. And guess what happens? It transfers it over to the other phone. My phone starts ringing in the studio. I pick it up, and then I hang up my iPhone, and we continue on the conversation like nothing happened. Oh, man. I need to do that. I need in to fact, do you, some Google Voice juice. You, you do not even hear on your end me pushing the, the star button. That's awesome. Google, Google is the coolest company ever. It is. The only thing I hate, and I despise this to no end, that... Here we are talking about Google Voice, and, and we cannot give it to anybody. That we they cannot get it. I know that's ridiculous. Yeah, open it up. Give us at least you know. Give us at least one invite per month or two invites per month. Oh, I would love to invite. There there, there have been people asking me uh, because Dude, it, could you imagine how much we could get on eBay? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, I back before uh, Google really kind of changed it. It was called Grand Central. And yep. they used to give out invites. They did. And then they closed it. And then I thought for sure they were going to just close it down. 
Well, actually, when it was Grand Central, you had invites. Right, But exactly. when Google acquired them, invites they, disappeared. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I remember Google, I had like nine invites. Google never gave invites yeah. from once they took over. So Yeah, I, I gave invites to a... I think, did I give you an invite? Uh, I don't remember. Oh. I Somebody gave me an invite. I know it was a couple... Maybe it was me. It might have You're been. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Did I know you back then? Yeah, this was like. Uh, of course, we've been hanging out for a while now. Haven't yeah, we? yeah. This was this was back when you guys did How net long junk. Have you and I been. You know what? You may be right. Yeah, this was net junk. This was like wow. one of the first things I did with with net junk was give you guys. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Awesome. I gave you, you and Rob. Yeah, Rob, Rob's in the chat room. I think he was hanging out when we first started. Uh, no, he's dropped off since then. Oh well, he probably went to go have some sushi. <sighs> Anyway, so what else do we have in the show notes? Anything? Well, uh, WWDC is next week. Keynote hosted by Phil Hockey Haircut Schiller. And with a guest appearance from surprising Steve Jobs. I hope That's so. my prediction. That would be so awesome. Yeah, my... Uh, he my, comes back in June, right? Yeah, my prediction, we're going to see a new UI to Snow Leopard. It's going to be tweaked. Yeah, who cares? I do. <laughs> I know <laughs> you do. And uh, Steve introducing I- super new cool iPhones or a whole new platform. Yeah, I, I definitely am interested in possibility of a whole new platform. Uh, I don't think it has to be the $300 level, but by golly, I hope it is sub 1000 Yeah, I'm I'm thinking if they release something that, that looks like the Kindle, let's say, in size. Oh, and if it ran the Kindle application? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I would, like, so fall over. I'm thinking... Uh, 800 bucks is i'm thinking you know point. i'm gonna go be you know waiting tables or something <laughs> like come on yeah yeah i mean i i would love and i've heard nothing about this i would love to see an update to um to apple tv yeah you know because now they got that hulu desktop that's out now and you can it basically they make it so you can surf it's like what boxy used to do but it's done by hulu itself yeah and i'd love to see hulu support from someone other than my you know xbox or ps3 or you know someone else other than just hulu itself so gotcha but uh we got some questions right yeah we do uh let's go ahead and go to some voicemails since that that takes priority here let's do it let's do mary in minnesota hey clifton's is mary from minnesota okay this is for help i got a mac and the podcast answer man I have to stop listening to those because of the urges of me going out and buying buying a MacBook right now is so great. It's almost depressing. Um, really, I want to go get it like now, um, but it's gonna. I know exactly how much it's gonna be. It's gonna be two thousand seventy nine dollars. Uh, I don't have it. I could go up credit wise. Um, I was reading a blog entry that said. July, like, 22nd or 18th or something like that. And I said, if I don't have it by, the, by this time next year, I'm just going on a plastic. Um, so, have a month. Um, Macworld is coming up in a month, so I will have it in a month. So, dude, I want it bad. <laughs> Thank you, Cliff, for everything you do. Um, and that's important to me. Thanks. Bye. Mary, thank you for your call in. And I just want to encourage you to not do the plastic. I, that's my own personal yeah, thing. Don't, don't, don't do that. the plastic. Uh, no Mac is worth a plastic uh, in, unless it's the plastic it's in. 
But anyway, uh, if and that's if you don't get the aluminum one. But but seriously, don't do the plastic. Save up the money and and pay cash for it. You'll love it even more. I promise you that. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, you, when you're not, you'll love it when you're not paying on it. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, is that you know when should she buy? If somebody's out there right now and they're thinking about buying a Mac, a, and it's, she said 2079, so I'm thinking MacBook Pro is what she's probably looking yeah. at. So, so when should if somebody's thinking now and they've, they're saving up money, they're almost they're almost ready to pull the trigger. Should they buy one now, Chris? Or, or I mean, is there anything that's going to happen at this event next week that might be worth waiting for? Any kind of announcements? Not that it, I'm aware of. That, like I said, they just bumped the uh, the nine ninety nine MacBook. Uh, the the rumor, the only rumor I heard as far as hardware is that they're going to turn the thirteen inch MacBook and they're going to rebrand it as a MacBook Pro. So the only MacBook will be the nine ninety nine plastic one. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if, if there's any truth to that. Or Could not. you imagine that that thing without a FireWire port as a MacBook Pro? Yeah, I know. With no ability to hook up via FireWire to your your HD camera, or no expansion slot to put in a FireWire card if you want to. Yeah, that, yeah. I it, ugh, I don't uh, like that. I would probably okay's now. It's an okay time to buy. Um. If they're gonna bump anything, it'll probably be in September. You know, whenever in, uh, Intel comes out with some new mobile chip, which I which I think is gonna come out uh, later this summer. So, well, when you say that this this WWDC is coming up in, in next week, what day next week? It's all week, uh, I think. But when, they usually do the keynote at the beginning, right? Yeah, that's when all the announcements are. Yeah, hold on, let me look real quick. Here. All right, Chris I think is it's, looking. It's, either, it's generally on Tuesday, but that sounds about right. It's usually Tuesdays. Let me let me look real quick. WWDC. Ding, 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 ding. My, my singing June 8th through the 12th. All right. So June 8th is month, uh, Monday and it's sold out, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I want to say it's on Monday. Um, All right. Well, here, here's my suggestion. If you're thinking about pulling the trigger this week, just, just wait a week. Yeah. Wait till Thursday. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait until after the event and just, just to make sure. Uh, although usually, typically, if Apple releases something new, like an upgraded product release, they allow you within like what fourteen days or twenty one days to yeah. go in and upgrade it. Now, according to the, according to Apple, the keynote's Monday, June eighth, and here's here's the preview: Apple Worldwide Developer Conference two thousand nine will kick off with a keynote address Monday, June eighth at ten a.m. Pacific, so that's one p.m. Eastern time. Uh, a team of Apple executives, which means Steve could be in there. Led by Phil Schiller, uh, Apple Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing, will deliver the keynote address. So I think we'll see Scott Forstall, which is the iPhone guy. Uh, we'll probably see, um, I can't remember his name, but he's in charge of OS X because it's, it's a developer conference. So they want to see, you know, those developers want to see what tools they're going to have to make these new cool apps like Tweety and stuff like that in the coming uh, year with the new version of Leopard. So. Right. Very cool. All right, so let's move on to our next caller. I think we have a call from John in Houston, Texas. Hey, Cliff. This is John from uh, Houston, Texas. He's calling in about um, the Help I Got a Mac podcast and I guess another podcast I'll talk about. Well, you'll you'll realize later. I wanted to talk about an iPhone app that I just uh, stumbled across called... um, It's from a company called Small Rock Software Incorporated. And the uh, app is called Doomsday Terminal, where every 108 minutes you have to enter in 
a six-digit number. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. Um, but anyway, it's uh, kind of interesting. You, get to, you can actually choose what, uh, what six-digit number you want to put in. But um, it's just interesting, kind of... Um, it's a fun little game, and you know the you know the objective, of course, just like law in loss, and you know, see so you can uh, survive the longest. So, anyway, um, once again, it's called Doomsday Terminal. It's from Small Rock Software Incorporated. Very uh, cool. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the podcast, guys. Thanks. Hey, hey, John, thank you for calling in. That's awesome. Uh, Doomsday Terminal is what he's talking about. I've not heard about that one. Have you? Is that a free application? Do you know? I think it's ninety nine cents. Okay. And of course, I would have put in four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two. <laughs> of course, you would. Of course, I would. All right, so uh, you have one more question, I think, in the show notes there, don't you? I do. It is. Or we have two things. I have one. I have one. Uh, I have one. Okay, you go ahead. And uh, Chris K writes in and says, "I've said this before, but I'm totally clueless on what graphic card equivalents are to other cards." Okay. Uh, does anyone know out there if a 2.4 gigahertz 20 inch iMac running 3 gigs of RAM and an ATI Radeon HD 2400 graphics card will be able to decently run Aperture 2? My new my 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 iMac meets the the uh, suggested specs and everything, but I can't tell my graphics card. Yes, mm-hmm. and the reason I can say that with the utmost certainty is it'll run on the Intel integrated graphics card. If it runs on that, it'll run on anything. Really? Yeah. It'll run on that? Yeah. Won't be like Final Cut won't even do it that. It won't be super awesome, but it, it'll run. Okay, so but if he's got what he says he has, then he's good to go. Oh yeah, he's fine. So there you go. And then of course Pam Saps actually wrote in and she says, I finally gave in and bought a MacBook earlier this year. I'm taking let's see, I am taking baby steps in learning how to use it. Fortunately, my daughter has one and I'm able to get some simple questions answered by her. This may be a simple question, but she doesn't know the answer. I want to copy my favorites and my archived emails from my PC over to my Mac. Is there a way to do it, uh, let's see, that a mature woman can understand? Uh, and let's see here. She says, I tried to find the folders, etc., on my PC and downloaded it to, U- to a USB stick, but that didn't seem to work. So I guess I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, thanks for your help. I never used to listen to the show before getting a Mac, but now I find myself listening to it regularly and picking up some hints and useful information. Sincerely, Pam Sapp, Washington State, also a Plus member. Yay. Yay. All right. So the answer to your question here, uh, she wants to do copy her favorites. Um, and I'm thinking probably like her bookmarks and yeah. all that stuff. And then she wants to also copy over the email. Now, the the bookmarks and favorites and stuff like that. I would ins- I would suggest that you get it. What are they called now? X marks. Uh, let me just look real. Oh, quick. instead of fox marks. Yeah, it used to be fox marks, but I think it's xmarks.com, and that's the letter X, M A R K S dot com. And this is now. Uh, it used to be fox marks. It used to be a plugin for Firefox. Right. But now it is cross browser platform. I believe. Uh, I've I've never never tried it on IE because I don't use IE at all. But if I'm not mistaken, it, yeah, it says free add-on for Firefox, IE, and Safari. So it works on all of them. Yeah, that probably wouldn't. Uh, that's a good thing to use because then you can, you know, you'll always have your your bookmarks synced. But even if you buy an, another computer, you can have them all synced. And uh, if you have multiple computers, you can have them all synced, which is beautiful. I do that all the time. 
I'll go upstairs, work on Stephanie's computer, and I have the same bookmarks up there that I do have that I have down here, which is very awesome. The only thing they don't have is Google Chrome, but uh, but still, there's like they, five people that use Google Chrome. Yeah, I'm not one of them. But anyway, uh, so that answers that question. Now the email is a pain in the butt uh, because for, first of all, is it Outlook Express that you're using? Is it Outlook? You know, what kind of mail application are you using? And then if it's Outlook, I know that they try to make it difficult to export your stuff without buying extra software yeah. and stuff like that. And that one... Uh, Did she say what she was using for it? She didn't say. <sighs> Pam, I, I, I'm sorry we don't have uh, an answer I'm for I'm wondering you. if she can download, like, Thunderbird. It might be able to transfer her stuff over, and then from once it's in Thunderbird, then she can pop it out as something else to... Like Apple Mail or... But see, the thing is, if she's using Outlook, it puts it in proprietary... PSD file. file, Yeah, yeah. exactly. The PSD file. But Thunderbird might be able to read... Let me look real quick. I don't think so. But but you may be right. I I don't play around with that stuff. I I, I started using Gmail about five years ago, and I'm telling you, I'll never go back. Yeah, it looks like you can import Outlook PSD files into Thunderbird. Huh. Um... Do a search for Thunderbird PSD. It's the first hit. It's from a, a website called lifehacker.com. And once it's in once it's in Thunderbird, it's it becomes more mobile because you you can you can export it out from Thunderbird into uh, something called Mbox, which is what Mail a- Apple Mail uses or you can just use keep using Thunderbird. I, I like Thunderbird a lot. I don't use it because it doesn't uh, play well with my iPhone, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool program and it works both on Windows and and uh, well, there you and go. Nixon, Give that a Matt. shot. Yeah, and it's Thunderbird. Co- it's called Thunderbird. We are. All right. See, we're awesome. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> Chris, what would I do without you over here, man? Let me tell you. And I think that covers everything there. The only other thing I wanted to just bring up, uh, this is from 107 Interactive, which is the number, uh, T-E-N, the, then spelling out the number seven and interactive.com. And they have a blog entry, How to Buy a Mac Pro the Right Way and Save Money. And I'm just going to read through this real quick. I bought a brand new Mac Pro at the beginning of 2008, just after they were refreshed. I had tried, uh, let's see, I tried to coast without a new machine for a long, the longest time, but I finally decided to bite the bullet. If you read this article, you'll be able to afford buying a new Mac Pro, not refurbished, or and it's not a previous generation, and you'll save uh, You'll save compared to walking into the Apple store to do it. You'll also get four years of extended warranty, not the three years that Apple offers. How? Read on. And then it says, uh, let me just tell you real quickly. It says, first off, what you want to do is, uh, let's see here, buy it on Amazon. The cheapest place by far to buy a Mac Pro is on Amazon. Usually runs about $150 to $200 less. Sometimes with or sometimes without a coupon that you have to fill in, which is done online and it's pretty easy. Right now, the entry-level Mac Pro is selling for twenty four ninety nine. Some most everywhere is it's about twenty four. Let's see, and wait a second. Most everywhere is around twenty four oh eight. Anyway, so I think it's about twenty four oh eight, which is four percent less. There's no rebate, just the discount. Shipping is usually free, too, with Amazon, uh, which is a bonus. Watch the item and uh, because the price will usually fluctuate from time to time. Use your American Express card. If you don't have one, it says you can get one. 
and uh, they have their platinum card, which extends all big ticket items um, manufacturer's warranty by an additional year. That's cool. It saves you money on Apple Care. Exactly. And it says if, if you get the Apple Care, it'll also extend that out a year. That's not a bad deal then. Exactly. And so um, let's see here. And of course, um, they said on the site here, it says the Apple Care, let's see, get the Apple Care. This usually is a ripoff anywhere you get it. Uh, since it is the same packaged box with uh, the same coverage, you can buy it anywhere. Uh, the best place to get it and where it's been the cheapest is at LA Computer Company. And it says here the Apple Care for MacBook Pro usually sells for $249. LACC has it for $180. I've bought it and applied it. It works. It's not a gimmick. Here's the link. Hmm. And so, uh, anyway, it seems to me like this may be something oh, no it doesn't look like it has any kind of link with uh, affiliate marketing but anyway it's still 180 bucks for mac pro uh apple care that saves you significant money there yeah definitely and so uh what i'll do is i'm gonna go ahead and just put a link to this article right now chris okay um to what what did i say the name of it was how to my how to buy a mac pro the right way so i'm gonna put it in here do 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 live adding the show notes. All right, how to buy a Mac the right way article link colon paste save. So if you're interested, go to gspn.tv/forum in the help I got a Mac section. Look for the show notes for H I G A M number seventy five. The link to that article is in there. Yes. Well, Chris, my friend, we covered a whole lot of stuff. We did. Inbox Zero to Steve Jobs coming back to rumors and speculation for next week. Exactly. It's going to be a good show next week. Well, maybe. If if it happens on Monday, it's going to be a next show. It's going to happen on Monday. Oh, so, well, yeah. Then yeah. we're going to have a great show. I'll be back in studio, hopefully. Well, Very hopefully cool. I won't be back in studio. Well, <laughs> I, I it, it's such a bittersweet opening. <laughs> yeah. sure. I hope you just get a job where you can work during the day and you'll like go in an hour early and you're off at 4 o'clock and it's like, ah, head over there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe you'll get a job in northern Kentucky. How's that? There you go. Anyway, and they'll pay you like tons and tons of cash to drive here. I doubt it. Uh, anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Of course, uh, if you want to give us a call and ask all of your new user questions or old user questions, whatever the questions you might have, uh, give us a call directly at 859-795-4067. Of course, if you want to, you can call us toll free. We'll pick up the call. And that is area code 800-757-1158. Again, toll-free number is 800-757-1158. Yes. You can also post questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week at gspn.tv slash forum. Just go to the Help I Got a Mac section. The cool thing about that, Chris, we're not the only people that answer questions there. We got lots of other people Oh, yeah. We got a lot of smart people. So uh, go check that out. In fact, that's where we sometimes go for some of the answers uh, when we don't know what to do we can say hey what do you guys think about this exactly and some great stuff has been happening there anyway we want to hear about your iPhone applications by the way real quick uh, Chris I have an iPhone game that I absolutely love and uh, I'm addicted to it is called uh, hold on let me look tubes t-o-o-b-z what is it it's it's tubes free 
And basically, you pull it up here, and uh, let me uh, just kind of show you. You basically, it's like a puzzle game where you try to figure out how to make all the water run without letting the water run out. There was a an old game called a uh, pipe pipe dreams. Yes, that's pretty much what it is. That's awesome. It is really cool, and it, they give you. I got the free version. I'm almost considering the possibility of of buying the full version of this application. How much is it? I don't know. I haven't looked. <laughs> it's $34. <laughs> then I'll probably pass up on it. But anyway, folks, we thank you for listening. Do you have any, real quick, You have we have uh, 44 seconds left, so any iPhone application got you lately? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Uh, and, of course... iPhone uh, 3.0, that's about it. iPhone 3.0. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, and AudioBoo we talked about last week, so we got yeah. that. All right. Well, that's good. We'll talk to you guys next week. We'll have plenty of new stuff to talk about. Oh, we're going to have a boatload of stuff, my friend. All right. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.